Broken Dial Radio. Hello, and thanks for tuning in to Broken Dial Radio, Episode 1. I'm your host, Polly Kroll, and joining me is Nate Stevens. Hello. Today's episode, we are going to be covering a bunch of new music that come, has come out since 2018 started, and just want to kind of have some recommendations and talk a little bit about what we liked and possibly what we didn't like, mostly what we liked, though. Um, so yeah, we got a lot of music. Uh, we wanted this to be a episode that was for January releases. So I have a whole bunch of music to get into. I have 30 second samples, uh, to showcase the music. Obviously if there's anything you like, check it out. Um, you could purchase the album or anything like that, but we'll also have this playlist, uh, uploaded to the Broken Dial Radio Spotify. Um, the Broken Dial Radio SoundCloud, and the Broken Dial Radio Apple Music playlists. So find us on there. Um, so yeah. Do you want to just get into the music, Nate? Most definitely. What's up first? Um, first up is something that I was super excited about. Uh, a Perfect Circle has released a single off their upcoming new album, Eat the Elephant. Um, let's take a listen to Disillusioned by a Perfect Circle. kind of a different sound for perfect circle although you can hear elements of their sound before um this song has like a strong duality between the kind of like um steady paced rock song and that slower um piano heavy um dragging darker toned um slow slowness that's a horrible way to ex- describe it but um what did you think of this song Nate I was struck by the like <clears throat> for once the lyrical themes kind of struck me first it just seems upsetting yeah absolutely um, um I, there's a, a lyric that i really the the right at the end there time to put the silicon obsession down take a look around find a way in the silence yeah um uh definitely like i don't uh, with all of maynard's lyrics um they can be cryptic and things like that but this seems a bit more straightforward about our addiction to technology and um disconnection with each other through that yeah and the i feel like there's like a musical theme of like boy how to describe this rolling stone said that it was like the guitar was like defiant and that kind of stuck with me but it's like it's somehow the tone of the music kind of goes along with just sort of a sad, almost defeatist view of what's happening in the world. Yeah, I, I kind of thought. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I mean, 
it's weird to say that like i've always appreciated uh the guitarist billy hardell's um style he has like a, a very different style it's very um much what makes up a perfect circle sound other than uh maynard's lyrics and obviously other other aspects as well members in the band but you can totally hear it on billy howardell's um solo album maynard's the tool guy right yeah maynard james keenan is the lead singer of tool a perfect circle and uh pussifer oh okay Mm -hmm. um but also there's other people um i believe um I don't know his name, but there's a gentleman from uh, Smashing Pumpkins who plays bass. Uh, it's kind of like a super group is how it was when they first came together. Um, Troy Van That Luen. was back in 2004, right? Yeah, that was the original incarnation of the band. But yeah, I mean, this is like the first A Perfect Circle release in what, like 14 years or something like that? Yeah. Like, that's why I'm so excited about it. That's why I wanted to put it up first. I'm a huge Tool fan, um, hopefully not annoyingly so, as we can be. <laughs> but um, I think I have a lot. Of, there's two other uh, singles released for this album as well, um, Doomed and talk talk um and i'm i'm liking all of them i'm very hopeful for this album um so excited to it, it comes out on april 20th um maynard action maynard and billy howard all had this to say about the album uh although i'm excited extremely excited to finally be completing this album after a 14 year hiatus i'm actually more excited that its intentional release day is serving a greater purpose the 20th of april is karina round's birthday she's a dear friend who is extremely difficult to shop for pressure off of course i must also note that the potheads are going to be thrilled that this album comes out on 420 may it serve as a glorious soundtrack to accompanying all of the giggling and vexing sounds of nibbling and snacking fingers crossed cheech and chong would be proud and then um, demos are these precious ideas that you love in their initial state, adds Howardell. Then you collaborate, invent other ideas, and watch them progress. That's the dynamics and growth of a great record. I feel we made a great record. Sweet. So, um, obviously, Maynard's personality showing through there, uh, as well as uh, Billy's more reserved and uh, technical thoughts. Um, Karina Round is one of the backup singers for Pussifer. Um, she also has a solo music career. Um, so yeah, looking forward to that, but I got a ways to wait. It's actually the day after my girlfriend's birthday. So happy birthday, babe. We'll get you that album. Nice. So, um, let's just keep moving on. We do have a lot of music to get through here and we don't want to yes. take up everybody's time too much. So next up, let's talk about being in a sauna, the album art. Boy, the first search result for her name is weird looking. I don't think it's her. I think it's a group. So Leia is an Australian duo. Um, they put out the album sauna that I'm about to play a couple songs off of. Oh, yeah. That's why the album art is two people closely overlaid. I didn't notice that. I thought it was just one person. I but think it's uh, two. Sophie Lindinger and Marco Klebauer. Those are fucking Australian names that I don't know how to say. Yep. Um, but yeah, let's take a listen to Drum Solo from Sauna. Mm-hmm. 
So the when I searched for Leia, the first thing that came up was the video for Drum Solo, which is every bit as weird as you would expect an Australian song music video to be. Um, I don't even I don't even know how to describe it. That's racist against Australian music videos, apparently. But um, yeah, it, it's I, I found this album uh, very inventive. Uh, there's a lot of instrumentation. Um, it's obviously like. I wouldn't call it straightforward, but it's a standard electronic pop or alternative pop. Um, but it it's it's fun and inventive, I found. So I've been digging it. I've listened through it quite a few times. Yeah, it's cool. It's not quite like... Let me look this up to make sure this is a real thing. You ever heard of wonky pop? No. Um, <clears throat> wonky pop is a loose group, grouping of musical acts that played what the BBC called quirky, catchy, and credible pop rooted in the eccentric side of 1980s pop music, which was briefly briefly popular in the late 2000s. Um, I don't other know examples this is of groups exactly... I've never heard of. This isn't quite that, I don't think. No, this is definitely fresher than that, but yeah, I it's, see it's not what you're 80s, saying. Yeah, um, yeah it's, uh, it's, that's what I'm saying. It's fresher. It seems, it seems new. Um, Alva, uh, let's see what they had. The artist had to say about the album. We developed a rougher and more playful sound on sauna, and we focused on instruments and sounds from all over the world, combining them with our way of making music. The vocals and the beat received a spot in the foreground for a more intimate feeling, and what was very important to us in the songwriting process was to have different layers so that everyone can find their space in the song. You can listen to it as a simple pop song, but you can also dive a little deeper and realize that there is more than that. That's what I should have said. Simple pop song not standard because standard sounds bad but there's nothing wrong with being simple especially with that added depth um so i got one more sample off that this is solitude for a little bit slower track off it find that song very chill um yeah i don't have anything super critical or constructive to say about this album it's chill it did make me think of uh, i think of wonky pot just because it feels like a lighter like calmer version that's less interested in being weird yeah it's it's not their first album is it no this is their second album i believe um they they were introduced uh excellent indie pop song zoo last year so they had a successful single it looks like cool although it might have been on uh, a previous album that i don't know about this is the first i ever heard of them i just found them through looking through new music and everything like that so next up i have something that's not necessarily new but it's new to me ghostface killer um release re-released i guess the brown tape which is a kind of remix kind of re take on 12 reasons to die um one of his uh albums from 2013 a very good album uh awesome album but this this version of the album with the different beats is so much different it's got a completely different feel um and i'm really enjoying it i've listened through it a couple times what i like about ghostface killer is he's like such a good storyteller like this is like 
an origin story of Ghostface Killer. Um, it's it tells a story throughout the album, and it's pretty neat. So let's have a clip off that. This is Rise of the Ghostface Killer. Medusa steer, my guns bust the silence. I'm a black vigilante killer. Pro balance is the rebirth born again. Rise through the vinyl spin. They took out stalks, but the light shines within. It's the almighty rise of the murderous ghost face. Bodies dropped in owls, left for cold case. Colombian neckties from a black Gambino. Bodies get dumped in the black El Camino. It's Reno, gangster wars, money, power, respect. Revenge is felt like the heat from a tech. Tommy guns are irrelevant. I'm bulletproof now. I can fly through the air and duck your chicka pal. It's so hard for me to get clips of that because I always have to cut him off. Yeah, the story gets interrupted. Uh, well, yeah, his flow, his flow yeah. and everything, like, he never stops, so it's, like, super difficult. Yeah, I don't want to just play the chorus or whatever. Yeah, it tells the story of his character, Tony Stark, who um, goes up against some mafiosos and gets murdered and becomes the ghost face killer. Kind of like a superhero origin story. Pretty neat. Um, I have one other track off of that. Yo, I formed the crew. Niggas straight tell me I'm slipping. I'm the boss of the fam. I need to watch my position. Bitches are sneaky, trifling and not to be trusted. A weak leak in the team, and the chain to get busted. Don't trust her. Lovers for suckers. Too many enemies is out there, son. Trying to bring the ruckus. Keep a tight circle. Don't let it rain in your parade. Keep doing what we're doing. Getting money and getting paid. Getting paid. So, um, the original 12 Reasons to Die, um, had like more of a, I don't even know. It's like that very seventies, um, movie soundtrack sound, um, kind of like you'll hear it, like obviously on Wu-Tang, oh, Wu-Tang, you'll hear a lot of like Kung Fu, but this had a bit, um, more of a soul inspiration for it on the original soundtrack. Um, and I don't know, I just feel like this, um, the music in this version of the album goes so much better with his flow. Um, I really dig it. And it also has like a, a record crackle pretty much throughout the whole album to add a little yeah. bit of atmosphere. Um, For sure. I surprisingly didn't find annoying at all. Do you usually? Mm, no, but you would think a whole album with that fake record crackle. The sampling, or the, not the sampling, but the like the music they're using yeah but i know so little about wu-tang and ghost face killer that it's i don't even have anything to contribute yeah um although i did not realize all the kung fu stuff which probably just says how little i know about Wu-Tang. oh yeah definitely check out old wu-tang man um that's it's very very good uh and you will know what i'm talking about they have like clips off of uh all their characters are like made from old kung fu movies and things like that and they have a bunch of clips from all the old kung fu movies but it looks like he is planning on a new album upcoming release of supreme clientele 2 long tease joint project with mf doom oh cool so that sounds fun something to look forward to but definitely if you haven't heard this album or if it's been a long time since you listened to any Ghostface, uh check it out it's a it's definitely a good listen so next up, we have something that you brought to my attention, Nate. I believe. Yes, we do. Biosphere's Dystopian Tea. Yeah. Do you have anything to say about that? Or do you want me to play a little something? 
I would love for you to play a little something. All right. Here is Distillery District featuring Afternoon. found this when i was looking up biosphere on title which i switched to since our first recording and i was adding albums that i listened to frequently to my library <clears throat> and i scrolled down and saw that he'd released something new and played it without really knowing anything about it and much to my complete shock it was all um lo-fi hip-hop type stuff I, at least that's how i would describe it i think yeah um, <clears throat> except for the actual lyric having lyric part yeah, there's a couple of the... There's more than one with lyrics, right? I um, think there's two. But either way, even if it was just one, it was much more than I expected. Um, so I, I know him from his ambient music, and he has a lot of, like... He's from Norway, and is pretty regarded for, your, like, like uh, dub techno, like really low ambient-type arctic theme music. So this was, I guess I hadn't, I haven't listened to all of his albums, but this was certainly a departure for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I thought this was really cool. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a f I don't know, it's kind of like a, a fun, like, background um, listen, background music listen. All the songs are pretty short. Um, they yeah, I feel like they're too come, short. Establish themselves and then they're gone. Um, yeah. But there's a ton of albums or uh, songs on the album too. I forget how many exactly, but it's uh, it's not a short album. I think just a lot of sh short songs. Um, I think it. I think it was released as a tape. I would suspect because it's like 36 minutes long. Um, while you're looking that up, let's listen to Dreamland. Perfect. This is a different biosphere. And yes, this is a tape. And it's from Toronto. And there's 22 songs in this album. So it's not the same one you were talking about? Not at all. So yeah. Tidal groups them together, as does Google, as the same artist. Um, yeah, that's very annoying. But this makes much more sense. So this is... I guess he's going through mental health troubles, and he made this to help him get through. And it's $3 on Bandcamp. Okay, so um, disregard what I said completely, but you should listen to Biosphere's Substrata from 1997 because it's the best album of all time. Also, check out Dystopian T. Um, obviously, you heard a bit more of the hip hop style beat in um, yeah that last song, Dreamland. Um, but there's obviously some other um, instrumental focus as well with the guitar and everything like that. It's just a really chill, laid back um, background listening album I, f I found. 
Yeah, most definitely. It's really it's like a great version of those lo-fi hip hop channels on or streaming channels on YouTube, of mm-hmm. which there are many. So next up, I actually didn't get a sample of this, but I feel like I can uh, pull this one off pretty easily. Oh yeah, you can just yeah. Is um this is something? Why don't you you introduce this one, Nate? So this is Ken Perlman's Frails and Frolics, which is an album released in January of his uh, Clawhammer banjoing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know too much about banjo music yet, but this is really fun and great, and I have a story to tell. But you should play load up a clip of this first. All right, here is Londonderry Hornpipe. <laughs> <laughs> So this is a fun rabbit hole that I fell down. Uh, I think first, the first episode, the zeroth episode, we talked about me discovering um, Think Outside the Box Set, which is like a podcast about exploring artists' backlogs that are like famous, but not that most people haven't listened to. All right. Like Garth Brooks and Insane Clown Posse are the first two that they kind of dove into. Um, And one of the hosts of that hosts this podcast called Get Up in the Cool, which is about like old time music which usually is fiddle. Uh, but he had a guest spot with Ken Perlman, who's a very famous banjoist. Uh, and uh, I don't know much about this yet, but he's a pioneer and... Um, oh, he's, yeah, he's a pioneer of the five-string banjo style known as melodic claw hammer and a master of fingerstyle guitar, which I don't know what that means. Uh, Do you know what that means? Fingerstyle guitar? Yeah, is that just not using a pick? Well, yeah, uh, like finger picking and things like that. But yeah, he's very good and he teaches lessons and plays in a lot of uh, banjo and old time music like conventions. Yeah, I I listened to a brief a brief couple songs off this. Um, not exactly my style. Um, of, yeah, of music for sure, but it's definitely talented. So yeah, the, uh, I had a friend in town here in Denver. Uh, and just yesterday, we were looking for a hike, and we went down to Colorado Springs, which is south of Denver, uh, to get a little closer to the mountains and to a different part of Colorado than what she'd seen for the rest of the week she was here. And a friend of mine recommended going to this, uh, like the paint mines, which has some geological formations that are colorful and interesting. But it was a little bit further away than we realized, and it was across a very ugly part of the state, like just flat sort of Nebraskan scenery. And we were both kind of frustrated with um the drive and so i just put on this and it made everything it just first of all it felt fitting and second of all it just made everything way happier Mm -hmm. it's funny how uh experiences like that can music can really it definitely changes like your yeah change the experience and give you like a a fun memory and stuff like that like listening to london dairy hornpipe through the nebraskan fat flatlands and whatnot (laughs) totally so next up is an artist I found um, looking t- for new music, uh, Bahamas. Bahamas. Ooh, yes. And his new album, Earth Tones, is pretty good. So let's yeah. take a listen to Everything to Everyone. Because it takes two to disagree. So let's stay close and we'll both be free. That's true. Oh. 
Bahamas is um, an artist that I, I guess he became uh, popular opening up for um, Jack Johnson. Among oh. He's worked with a lot of other musicians, but his name is Afi Jernivin, Um and he's a Canadian musician born in Toronto and raised in Bari, Ontario. But um, I found his music to be very reminiscent of Jack Johnson, but without the island influence that Jack Johnson has. Um, but still kind of that same um, kind of adult alternative or um, uh, adult contemporary style music. But um, talented and inventive at the same time. It's not like a lot of other things that I listen to. Um, and he kind of yeah, has... A, a odd voice to it almost like reminds yes. me of like some Bowie at, at times. Um, yeah, I could see that. What's the, there's what's the song with like the guy with the deep voice that comes in. I believe that's um, the opening song, but I don't remember the name of it. What is it? It's like, you know, it's like suggestive and hilarious. Um, yeah, this is really neat. Yeah. I'm just, the being reminded of Jack Johnson's interesting. I kind of see that, but also like it feels like a, a world away in terms of like, well, I don't know. I guess I don't know a lot of what Jack Johnson's songs are actually about. It's mostly just like the, um, the rhythm section of yeah. this is very similar to um, Jack Johnson, although without the, um, like I said, without the island influence, but it still has that kind of like um, that, pattern to a lot of the strumming and stuff like that um, yeah that makes sense but yeah it's a fun album and there's a lot of fun uh crooning and what's the what's the lady the shop girls or something like that oh the doo-wop doo-wop yeah that's it yeah um but i have one other song from here this is show me naomi so this is the truth i give So that kind of uh, vocal style where he doesn't exactly follow the melody or rhythm, but does his own thing is probably yeah. where I'm hearing the hearing the Bowie in his voice, but. Um, you know who his voice reminds me of at moments through the album is Flight of the Concords. Okay, yeah, absolutely, definitely. Um, yeah, I can hear that. I really like this album. This is great. Yeah. So next up, I have something that you didn't care for at all. Oh my um, goodness, no! This is uh, Jack White came out with a new single. Um, this is Corporation. Oh, I hate this song. So I actually, uh, I dig it. It's he, 
he's going for like a kind of a 70s like um i th- I think of like 70s like car chase songs and shit like that <laughs> tell me more uh, uh, i don't know what style of music that is but that's kind of the inspiration that i'm hearing here <laughs> um i mean jack white obviously from the white stripes um and uh, numerous other bands um a uh, very well-known musician uh he has his own uh record label third man records um I've been an on and off fan of the White Stripes and some of his other stuff. Uh I really liked the album um The Dead Weather put out. Um I think it was two years ago. Um it's another project he's worked on. He was also on the Rack and Tours, which had some good songs, and he's worked with Bob Dylan and a lot of other people. Uh this is obviously appears to be more of an experimental album that he's working on. This the name of this album coming out is Boarding House Reach. He did release a couple other um, singles on this, but um, is it always um, again a lack of white stripes knowledge? It's only going to cripple me here. Is he? Uh, I mean, he's more of like a God. What's the? What's even the word for his style of um, garage rock? Yeah, it's that kind of like ultra lo-fi. Like, yeah, he it sounds like. like your friend is kind of recording it. Yeah, he's oh, absolutely from Detroit. one of the main like the, people have... who who brought that that wave of music back. The garage yeah. rock, the heavy fuzz tone guitar. Um, yeah, fuzz tone. There we go. Um, absolutely. Um, this everything on this album that I've heard so far, the singles seem to be a lot more experimental, a lot less like straightforward rock, and more like just like some weird shit but i appreciate it yeah i mean it's not obviously it's like interesting and it was hugely influential as far as i know it just it cost me great stress to listen not, so not it felt every... like he didn't have like a plan or structure to what he was doing and i think that's exactly the appeal as bahamas said not everything to everyone but um oh yeah no i don't yeah i think uh on this song especially he he definitely is just kind of going off and doing some um weird noise on his guitar but i think i wouldn't write off the album completely based off this song i think that he would probably have something that you would more dig this is kind of just the one that was the most striking to me and the one that came out in january so there was yeah totally so next up we have another band that has been around for a long time uh this is suicidal tendencies um obviously they've been around since the 80s um out of california heavy in the hardcore hardcore punk scene kind of um extremely um well known in california and the whole like skater 80s skater scene and things like that but um they've been around forever so i would be surprised if a lot of people haven't heard of it obviously the um all I wanted was a Pepsi, just one Pepsi song that everybody knows. But they have a lot of other good stuff and a lot of stuff that I don't really care for as well. Let's check out their new single, uh, Nothing to Lose, off their new album that's coming out. Do you have the name of the album? Uh, I do not. Oh. All right. But well, they're coming out with out. a new album, but this is Nothing to Lose. Just me, I got nothing to lose. Let's go. 
get your fight on. Yeah, boy, would I like to go to that concert. Yeah, this seems so fun. I don't I have no idea why. So I wrote in the note for this uh, that like this seems hilarious and something I'd love to see live. Mm-hmm. But it's like weird to me because I listened to it right after the the Jack White song and it seemed equally like crazy and chaotic and unstructured. Mm-hmm. But this one I really thought was fun. Yes, uh, but way I think different way different style. Obviously, there's a well, there's a much clearer like like understanding of what this music is supposed to make me feel i guess mm-hmm. like i feel like i'm just up and flailing my body about or on a skateboard i guess that also makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah i'll definitely be checking that out once it comes out um, so what is that kind of music is that thrash or what is that even uh thrash is a little bit more metal i would i would say this is like hardcore punk okay um skate punk is also a genre i see yeah but i feel like skate punk kind of got taken over by a lot more like pop punk and things like that um yeah that makes sense but i found that track fun so next up here is another one that you recommended i believe uh yes dynamic illusions interstellar horizon all right um where in the world Let's Can check I find out. out about this. Yeah, let's listen to it first. Check out Inner Space Cruising. Cruise in, sorry. Inner Space Cruising. Yeah, off the Dynamic Illusions, Interstellar Horizon. the feeling of a mass effect um gosh what's the really cool like electronic i guess that's the map theme for mass effect one isn't it um i mean that isn't but no yes no that's not but um who was someone was someone was listening to this maybe it was you actually and they're like this would make a great alternate soundtrack to ftl the video game i don't know who said that but i was about to say that um, nice. Not only would it make an alternate, but it's very um the melodies sound like part and parcel with the FTL soundtrack, but also there's more to it. It's a little bit heavier, or it's a lot heavier than the FTL. It's not as quiet throughout the album. Um and the drumming I don't know what kind of electronic music the drumming kind of rhythm patterns fit in with. But it very much reminds me of something that doesn't might not make sense to anybody except for me. But um, Akira Yamaoka, the uh, composer of a couple of Silent Hill soundtracks, and most notably the Silent Hill Three soundtrack, oh, it's much lauded. Um, oh, obviously the Silent Hill soundtracks have a lot of uh, disturbing, like noisiness to them. But they also have a couple like almost pop songs, and that's where that kind of um, beat pattern uh, I to immediately drew a correlation and i was like oh this is like a mashup between uh ftl silent hill and like kind of douchey european techno music that's super interesting um what this reminded me of was there is marcus biergerson 
Birgesson, uh, the guy who is known as Solar Fields, who did the soundtrack for Mirror's Edge, mm-hmm. and a bunch of other independent albums on Ultima Records, is like a Swedish guy and does music that's very similar to this, but this is like a darker version. But um, uh, Solar Fields does this crossover with another guy on the same record label, and I think it's, yeah, it's the Hoover Network. And there's an, those albums sound exactly like this. It's kind of like that psychedelic ambient electronic music that I think is usually just called um, Sibiant, I think. I think it's what this would technically fall under. It's very, it feels very similar to that whole family of music. It's mm-hmm. like chill electronic, possibly drug music. Definitely sounds a little bit like space. Yeah. Like somehow. Space, I, I'm not sure how, but space yeah. Space techno. Yeah. <laughs> And I have no idea why or how, but yes, I totally agree. Yeah. Um, so that's actually all I had off of Dynamic Illusion. Yeah, that's fine. Interstellar Horizon. So let's next, talk about first aid kit. Yeah, something completely different here. Let's check yes. out Rebel Heart off first aid kits. New album Ruins. So, so it was so weird to listen to an album with like country style guitar that I was like pretty delighted by. Yeah. Um normally country music doesn't like uh speak to me, but um yeah. I don't even know if the guitar is the most country aspect of this. It's more that those crooning vocals, but um I'm not sure how much you looked into first aid kit, but if you didn't know, where would you think they were from? So I I was I think we talked about this and I was like wow that was like cool country music yeah, yeah they're from Sweden yeah. oh um so Let's yeah see. It's, uh, it's Swedish folk um and uh, there's a lot of good songs on this album I still kind of want to say it's a partially rock album I don't know why though it's got like a rock feel to it maybe it's in the drumming or something like that but i like the when i say i don't like country it's not like i don't like older style country it's mostly just like the current pop country that's on the radio or on any yeah, country radio station definitely um i so, don't mind country at all but i just i kind of mind the clichéness of some of it that you hear most frequently so this makes me wonder if my entire understanding of country music and country guitars is really just ripped off of some folk music that's like a century old and it's not as american as i think it is which would be pretty cool actually this is the first i've ever heard of first aid kit they um impressed me i'm not exactly sure why i like it but i do if that makes any sense at all yeah absolutely so next up i have an, a very weird one this is porches this is the song find me off of porches new album the house
a pretty simple synth pop, I think. But um, I don't know, something about kind of the simpleness to it that I like. It's like, it feels more raw. The emotion feels more raw because like, it's not like super produced, super intricate music, if that makes any yeah. sense. It feels Almost like definitely. something like put together on a laptop. Um, it feels like indie. Way. Yeah. So I thought I had another song off here, but apparently that's the only song I have off there. So that sucks. But um, Porches is American synth pop project of New York-based musician Aaron Main, formed in Pe- Pleasantville, New York. Um, he's also released music under the names Aaron Main, Aaron Main, and Really Brothers, Space Ghost Cowboys, Sex God, Ronald Paris, and Ronnie Mystery. All those names feel very indie. Why does it say names Aaron Main and Aaron Main? Oh, Aaron Main. And then also Aaron Main and the Riley Brothers. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay. Makes sense. Yep. Whoops. You always Oxford comma. We need the Oxford comma. <laughs> All right. So moving right along here. So all these albums I should point out to um, were released in January. Um, we're going to try to get through this, these January releases. And if we have time, we'll go on to February. If not, then we'll just make a February episode uh with more music so yes yes we shall see how this goes before even going on to the next song i did want to uh mention another um why don't you talk about the norwood sweet nate oh yeah so um gosh where do we even start so i stumbled upon this in a humble monthly bundle this is a video game kind of that's like humble monthly bundle is a a uh, monthly subscription service that gives you games. It's like a way to get games that you don't know what you're going to get until the beginning of the month. And then you just get a bunch of, you get two like big games and a bunch of indie games that a lot of times you've never heard of, or might be weird in some way. And one of the ones that I got was the Norwood suite. And it's like, um, okay. It's by this guy named Cosmo D who is apparently an avant-garde jazz musician that performs around New York city. Um, and he's been making these games. I think this is his second. The first one was off peak. So this is like a, it's like surreal and weird. And you're visiting like this hotel that kind of feels like kind of magical and surrealist in a way. Mm-hmm. And there's, it's like full of odd characters and like weird people and like in each room. So you kind of go around like solving people's problems kind of just by talking to them and solving like these really simple puzzles. Like you have to reset the router at one point, which mostly involves like, well, let's not get into it too much uh what i wanted yeah, to I bring, right. bring up is um there's a bunch of music throughout it a very interesting music focused game um with like really interesting themes of music and and uh it's like what the other than there being awesome music in the game it's also the theme of it but what we thought we were going to do was actually record a whole episode or a short episode on the game talking about the game in detail and everything like that but um we did both play that and we're, we'll be working on putting together an episode of that, but I would recommend checking out the soundtrack. Um, even without the it's game, the soundtrack is still yeah. very interesting. It's very cool. Um, it's on band, cl- band camp and, uh, I think SoundCloud you can buy it as on well. steam as well. And you could buy it on steam. Well, I don't know why anybody uh, would ever buy music from steam, but you can do that. Well, you could just get it bundled with the game for an extra $3 basically. Ah. Oh, I guess it's $5 bought standalone, but yeah. 
it's like very very cool jazz music that's very far out there but has a lot of electronic components as well Mm -hmm. um we'd play a sample but yeah we'll probably do a whole episode on it i think to try to tease apart a what's going on in the story and b to to showcase a bunch of examples of the songs in it because they're all very very cool yeah absolutely so um if you uh if this is something that you're interested in as a listener feel free to reach out to us either on twitter or through the email uh broken dial radio at gmail.com with any other music uh game projects that you come across that you find interesting we'd be happy Definitely. to look into that as well so that brings us to our next recommendation, and that is something you brought up to me, Spring Reason. And Groove Tools. I have no idea who these people are. No. Oh. But okay. they were on a podcast, a record label podcast, and I really liked the Analog Trip remix of Travel in Time, which is super, like, clubhousey. Let's take a listen. Perfect. Now, do you know what those four main ingredients are? No, what are the main ingredients of true house music? A cup of spirituality, a tablespoon of love, a dash of togetherness, and a pinch of soul-penetrating beats. Ah. That is from a very cheesy Swiss record from 1999. Oh. And it's hilarious. Also the inspiration for the Powerpuff Girls uh, opening? I have no doubt. Do you have a <laughs> clip of that started and ready? I do not. Bummer. But... Yeah, so this is, that's like a chill, just, I really like that. Like, that's what I want, like, a club to play. And that's really all I have to say about it. All right. I mean, I did you like any of the see that? Um, I don't know about a club. Like, I, I, maybe it's just the fact that I wouldn't want to hang out at a club, but I would like to go to a place where that music is played and I don't have to dance. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what that is. Like an after hours club. Like, I'm not sure. Um, I don't know if it exists. I thought the original mix was pretty good and I did not care about the below Bangkok remix at all. From this single. Well, uh, next up, um, we have Judas Priest actually put out a new single off their upcoming album, Firepower, is the name of the 18th studio album. Um, Judas Priest is a British metal band from 1988. They released Ram It Down in 1988. Obviously a very well-known metal band frequently ranked as one of the greatest metal bands of all time judas priest yeah that checks out i think so let's take a listen to lightning strike That is definitely Judas Priest. 
Parkinson's, huh? Oh, uh, really? Uh, Glenn Tipton, yeah. Oh. That's recent. Glenn Tipton, is that a guitarist? Yeah. Yeah. I did that. That was know on that. February 12th. So that is up to the minute. Oh, that sucks. That is, yeah. Um, well, that's damn yeah. Um, it sounds like they still have the same like sound. They had the dueling guitars and everything like that. Um, Helford, Rob Helford, the singer, can still hit those high you can notes. Still it bust it out, like. yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'm excited about checking out Firepower once it comes out. Yeah, I think this stuff is fun. I'm not sure when that's supposed to actually be released. Hmm. But that's the only single I've heard off of it so far. Next up is a um, song. It's a single I found, Together with Screwed, by Robotaki featuring Nev. Nevi? N-E-V-V-E? Oh, yes. Yes, I don't know. I do not know. Robotaki is Preston Anthony Chin. Um, He's a Canadian DJ and producer. And I thought this was a fun song. So here is a clip. Have we talked about what his degree is in? He has no, a master's degree in what field? Um, curling. Incorrect. Genetics. Although, ah, oh man, I wish I had a clever genetics joke. <laughs> um, that's interesting that you found that out. Um, but I thought it was yeah. just a, a fun um, kind of pop uh, techno song that yeah. kind of has like a kind of video gamey sound to it. It does. It, it So he does release on Monster Cat, which totally supports why I was about to say it feels like it could show up in a Rocket League soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, also released on Majestic Casual, which is a really cool YouTube channel. Um, I want to now check to see if he was in the Rocket League soundtrack. And then I'm going to tell you that he... Was not. Uh, that is correct. He was not. Soon. But, but I could I could see that. Soon. Yes, soon. Is that you're going to sign think, that deal, or is that actual news? Well, I think there's a <laughs> breaking news. <laughs> well, the the Monster Cat uh, like thing on uh, Rocket League was only a volume one, I think. So I think I would suspect more of those are inbound. With, I'm not like, sure what Monster Rocket Cat League. is. Do you have any Monster Cat? Deets? Yeah, it's a record label based out of Vancouver that has really fun, upbeat pop electronic music that's pretty similar sounding to that. Yeah. Um, and they did one of the. I don't remember what update, but they added, like, in addition to Mike Alt's soundtracks, like, I think the third volume was a Monster Cat one. Because a lot of the original music for um, Rocket League was Hollywood Principal, which is yeah, the, yeah. the sound designer, or not sound designer, but music. Yeah, that's Mike Alt, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. From, I'm trying to think of the name of, Psionic? Is that the Rocket Psionics. League Psionics, yeah. Psionics, yeah. Um, and he, they tried a bunch of different music for that, uh, game before they decided to put in his band's music. 
which I thought was interesting. That is funny. Because it's so, like, key to what that game is. I don't know. It totally gives that game yeah, a Yeah, totally. Like, like, yeah, absolutely. But similar to oh, that, yeah, this is the, that same vein. It was the two-year anniversary of Rocket League. Hmm. Neat. All yep. right. Moving along here. Um, it, we have Lane 8. Uh, I did not know who Lane oh, 8 was or where what album they were on, I guess, in in Nate's brain. But um, I came across <laughs> this album, listened to it, and I like recommended it to Nate. And he's like, already knew what it was and everything like that, of course. But, yes, uh, but you... I'm so glad you recommended it because, oh my God, it's great. Let's check out Atlas off of Lane 8's new album, Little by Little. And then I will, uh, and then you could tell us about Lane 8. Cool. So, Lane 8 is Daniel Goldstein, who is from San Francisco, as far as I first became aware of him, signed to Anjunadeep at the time, and I believe he now lives in Denver. Um, is Just right next door. Yeah. So, he was kind of an upcoming star of Anjunadeep back around 2015, is that right? 2016? For those who don't know, Anjunadeep is a, uh electronic record label. That Nate is a fan Obsessed of. with. Yes. yes. Uh, yeah, it was like late 2014, 2015. He had this song called Diamonds with Solomon Gray, of which Solomon Gray actually has a song, a single out in February that we will talk about next episode. Cool. Um, so he was like, um, I don't really know how to describe it, like very like emotive, melodic kind of sort of house music. Um, Diamonds is a great song. Got really moody and dark and really cool lyrics. Uh, so he had an album out, Rise, in 2015 that was good, but I never really connected with it very strongly. Um, so I was aware of his new album, but just hadn't listened until Polly recommended it. And then I checked it out and was like, whoa, this is cool. And this uh, is not on Anjuna Deep? No, this is on his own um, thing called This Never Happened. But I think it's managed by Involved Productions, which is the same parent company of... So it's kind of a yes and a no. I have one more um, sample off of the album. Which uh, one did you pick? This is Clarify featuring Fractures. Cool. So he is famous for this thing where on all of his shows, he prohibits phones. Yeah. And that is what the This Never Happened refers to. Um, so a lot of people say it's much more emotional when people aren't holding up their phones and recording it the whole time. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Phones can be annoying at concerts for sure. Because whenever you go back and look at it, it's not as good as being there anyway. Exactly. Um, um so this was my soundtrack to finishing volume nine and 10 of the Sandman. 
Oh. Uh, which are very, especially volume nine, is very emotional. So this is like, for some reason, this just really worked for me and immediately became one of my favorite albums I've heard in a long time, especially Hold On and Coming Back to You. I was just going to say, uh, I I found that this kind of like kind of, I don't know if this is technically down tempo, but this kind of slower, more atmospheric electronic music I found uh, works really well on like long drives for me. And I recently, Definitely. I, I drove to Portland recently and I listened through this whole album and I loved it. Um, it's it, so good. Yeah. Uh, definitely one of my favorite releases in January. Not my favorite, but one of my favorite releases in January. Yeah, it's really good. Like progressive house type. Yeah, it's it great. Definitely a good su- surprise to me. So I definitely recommend this album. But me an- too. Another exciting release in January for me was the December's. The, the December's. The Decemberists <laughs> put out a, a single off their new album, and it's called Severed, and it is a way different sound than everything I've heard from the Decemberists. So let's check that out. But yeah, wow. Uh, the Sembrists have some electronic elements in their music now. What? When did that happen? It's very exciting. Uh, I'm a huge Decemberist fan, and uh, I've been listening to them for years, and I'm really excited for like a fresh sound. Their their last album um, did have... I can see the evolution from the last album to this, to this song, at least. I'm not sure how much of this style of music is going to be on the new album, but... Um, but yeah, I'm very excited about it. I think the song rocks. I actually heard it on the um, radio the other day, like the regular terrestrial radio. Um, and I was like, "Whoa!" Shit. Uh, I can't remember Earth the last radio. time. Even even in Seattle, I can't remember the last time I heard the Decemberists on the radio. So it's exciting. Have they been dormant for a while, or just less in the no, zeitgeist? They or? put out an album two years ago, I think it was. Um, but I mean, they're they're a pretty well known band, but I just don't think it's like mainstream at all. Um, like I wasn't surprised about seeing, uh, an album of theirs on a plane, you know, like how the planes have like music you can listen to or whatever, but like the radio is more surprising to me. Was it on KEXP? No. Oh, okay. I think it was on 107.7 The End. Oh, that is surprising. I, like I said, I'm a huge December's fan, um, and one of my favorite albums by them I did want to recommend as well is The Tain. It's a super interesting album because um, they got together with uh, the singer of Death Cab for Cutie. Oh, um, so I forget the, who their singer is, he, though. He produced the album for them, and what they did was they went to a, I think it's an old courthouse uh, in Washington, um, and they pretty much like locked themselves in here for a couple of days and just had to record this whole album. And it's one, like it's like five movements of pretty much like one song or story. Um, super interesting album. So I def- definitely recommend checking out the Tane by the December's as well. Um, 
Interesting. Really, really, really cool. One of my one of my favorite albums. And next up, we have something a bit heavier. This is Of Mice and Men. Um, their new album, Defy. And here is the title track off the album. So this uh, felt like a knockback to music I listened or heard a lot in high school. Yes, I can hear that. Um, so this album opens up with that title track, Defy, and I was digging it. Uh, unfortunately, I really fell flat on the the entire rest of the album. Um, that that one song sounds a lot um, different than a lot of uh, current mainstream metal. I thought with the kind of guitar work and everything like that. But the rest of it was just really same to me. And like having an album called defy and like having that opening song where they're saying they have some political relevance and stuff like that and talking about defiance, but then the whole rest of the album, I just, I don't know what the hell they're talking about. Like, I don't know what they're defying (laughs) or I don't think that they know (laughs) either that or they just didn't want to like make a point because like most of it just seems like it's like uh, emo love loss type stuff and whatnot but then they also they're they're defying this hopelessness and your callousness but then they also for some reason did this Yeah, let's talk about this, because I knew I had to listen to at least two-thirds of the album to get to this song, mm-hmm. because I wanted to see what they were going to do with it. And then I was kind of bored, I guess. Yeah, I just don't understand. Like, I, I'm a huge Pink Floyd fan. It, I, I'm not even against doing Pink Floyd covers. I've he- heard plenty of bands and plenty of metal bands do covers of Pink Floyd songs. But, like, if you... this. This cover is so straightforward. Yeah, it's just like a different set of guitars. And yeah, yeah, it's like, what if we had distortion on the riff and uh, I don't like the singing at all? Like, I would not ever think of doing like a Pink Floyd cover unless I was going to actually do try to do something with it. I don't see why you would do it just to like, hey, we could play this song and it'll be fun. Like, yeah, no, no, that's a that's a brave one to tackle. Pink Floyd metal covers I've heard that I've liked. Um, Kitty did a cover of Run Like Hell that was way different. Uh, I dug that. Um, um, Knocked Mystium did a, um, not really a cover, but kind of a different version of One of These Days called One of These Nights uh, to oh. open up one of their albums. And that was that was cool. Like they had their own thing on it, but Logical. this yeah. is just, it seems like a cash grab to me almost like, Oh, like this will get, this will definitely get us some views on YouTube and shit. 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, not a big fan of this album. I was uh it sucks too cuz the I feel like the opening song is really strong, but just I could not find anything else I wanted to listen to on it. I kind of like the closing song I wrote. I don't really remember why. And then I liked the parts, what did I write? The non-screaming parts of Warzone were pretty good. Yeah, you wrote, I, I was actually surprised you checked out this album. I, don't, I totally don't expect you to check out all the albums I put on these lists because some of them I haven't even heard yet. Um, but like, oh. I actually listened through this after you because you were all like talking about it. And I was like, oh, I'll definitely check this out. And then like, <laughs> I'm like, fuck, <laughs> I'm trying yeah, to get I, to all the songs you're talking about. And I was like, nope, not no. Yeah, I, I did not mean to imply that it was yeah. uh, very compelling. It was just kind of... I was curious for your perspective on how this reflects to other type of... Um, what What even is this? Uh, it's not quite heavy metal. It's like... Um, is this like, thrash? Yeah. No. No, it's 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 me- it's modern metal. It's kind of like metalcore. It's kind of emo, is, truthfully. Yeah, it does feel a little emo. emo. I think that's the part that I was really like... Feeling was pretty dated for me. Yeah. But I don't... I mean, maybe this stuff is, maybe this is essentially just high school music. Totally still relevant. And like, there's some of it that's done good. Like, uh, I'm not against this style of music. I just don't like this album and uh, it sucks. (laughs) Um, It's, uh, there's not a whole lot of music that I'm like, oh, like, I don't even want to finish listening to this song, but this happened multiple times when I was trying to listen through this. So wouldn't recommend it, but if you're into it, uh, that at least that first song is good. And Most definitely. I wonder what like Pink because Pink Floyd would like probably listen to the covers of their songs, right? I would guess so. Like, yeah. Think of like what Roger Waters would think of that. I wonder which ones. Which ones would he think are the coolest? I wonder the most different. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I maybe mean, it's, it's maybe they maybe they would just view it as oh, this is a fun cover because like it's not like it's their songs are sacred or anything like that, but. I mean, it's already on the radio enough still, so yep. it's not like anybody hasn't heard money in a long time. Yeah, I think it'd be cool to hear your songs transformed into something new through an interpretive lens, but I think it'd be pretty boring to hear something just yeah. a straight cover. But yeah. So next up, I have The Sword. Um, they're coming out with a new album, and they're released Deadly Nightshade as a single to tease it. Here it is. <laughs> So I thought the song was a lot of fun. Uh, I'm really liking the direction that the sword is taking. When they came out, they were a bit more um, heavy metal and kind of very reminiscent of old Black Sabbath. Um, not that there's not still a little bit of that in there, but they're going a lot more like 70s rock, kind of classic rock style um, in their songs. And I'm digging it. So I'm excited about that album. I wish I don't. Where's the... I thought I wrote down the names to these, but apparently I did not. The Sword. Do we know where the name comes from? I do not. They're it's a very, very metal band. Austin? Name, yes. Um, I saw them live a couple times, too. Up in Seattle? 
uh, once in Seattle, once in Connecticut, I believe. Maybe Neat. it was California. So next up, when I added this to the list, it was um, Reggie Snow put out an EP, Dear Annie Part 1 EP. But now that it's February, he actually has released the full album. Um, I haven't had a chance to listen to that, but I did dig uh, the Part 1 EP. Me too. Um, definitely different um, style of hip-hop. Uh, Reggie Snow is interesting. He's He was born in Dublin, Ireland um, to a Nigerian father and an Irish-Jamaican mother. Um, so he grew up in some areas in Dublin and later attended Belvedere College in Dublin City Center. And then eventually he left in 2011. He relocated to the United States and began attending school at uh, in Florida and, and in Georgia. And then he dropped out of school and made music. So um, definitely uh, really inventive. I'm not sure if he's doing his own uh, music or, or not, or if he's just... I'm not, I'm not uh, sure either. The rapping. But um, definitely some interesting... Uh, different musical taste on, on this album so yeah it's yeah go ahead check out a um egyptian lover spelled l-u-v-r which is a horrible name but <laughs> what are you gonna do Break dancing boogie my love this is 1971 i crave that brain and that flesh cups of tea and gums that bleed red say you wrap the plastic in white say you single all of my life blackest skin disfigure my crimes credit cards and losing my mind piece by piece they stitch me ain't no love i'm still banging out with me i can't cry for those who ain't with me i can't praise the lord please forgive me pink like pussy extra pushy hands up yeah it's like uh at times it almost reminded me more of uh i don't know less of hip-hop and more of like r&b yeah i feel like it so definitely I think it's soul, but yeah rides a line between hip-hop r&b and soul as well um but yeah i, I thought it was a, a real interesting listen yeah i did too i was having a hard time deciding what to like categorize it under but a little bit of funk in the beats too yeah it, it all just came together to something pretty interesting i guess it it adds context that he moved between ireland and the u.s and back to ireland it, it does have kind of a it feels like it's hard to pin down specifically where where it's coming from musically yeah it's cool to keep it moving um so that last song was called egyptian lover spelled l-u-v-r and now another horrible band name, uh, Super Whatever. And Ugh. the whatever is spelled W-H-A-T-E-V-R. So, Ugh. yeah. Um, I was not expecting much out of this album after seeing that band name. But it's I, I thought it was actually a, a pretty good album. Um, Super Whatever is a rock and also roll band from Orange County, California, according <laughs> to the band camp. Um, but let's check out Bloomfield off of Super Whatever's Never Nothing. Oh my, I gotta stay awake, not gonna come out swinging. Oh my, don't know if 
did you have a chance to check out this album at all, Nate? I did not. I was too offended by the spelling. <laughs> I didn't think it was uh, really your style of music, but I was curious what you would think about it. But uh, I do like the album art a lot. Did you Did you see that? So I didn't. So this is the, one of the first albums I've run across that's not on title. Ah. Let's uh, let's see this album art. It's kind of like a uh, kind of like a some liquid hand with another form of liquid hand reaching through it. Oh man, that's cool. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's very creepy. So that's actually what stroke. St- I don't want to say stroke me. Uh, striked me. <laughs> Struck. Struck me. Yeah. <laughs> um, when I was looking through, because what I kind of do when yeah, I'm looking through music grabbing. is I'll like look at albums kind of like you would an old record store, and that album art just kind of grabbed me, and then I was like, oh, it's by Super Whatever. Yeah. Um, but let's and check out. Why do one... they have they have Japanese like? I don't even know what's the what's the text in the album art. It's very weird. Yeah. I thought it looked braille esque. Yeah. Um, but let's listen to one more. This is for you off of Never Nothing. So I thought this album was um, kind of like reminded me a little bit with the singing and the song structure of the Waves album that I uh, had on the top 30 list for last year. Yeah. But the the music is a bit a bit more polished and full, I think. Um, sort of like a, like a Royal Blood or something like that. A little bit more like um, Garage Rocky, a little bit more maybe even Desert Rocky. Um, but it's it's an interesting album. I was very pleasantly surprised by it. Definitely Desert recommend Rocky. checking it out. Yeah, like uh, not necessarily Queens of the Stone Age exactly, but that kind of idea. Yeah. Okay. All right, we got a few more albums to get through here. Um, and we are up to Corrosion of Conformity. Um, yes. Their new album, No Cross, No Crown. Uh, Corrosion of Conformity is, uh, I guess, metal band. Um, they're from North Carolina. Um, they've been around since before I was born. Um, but over the years, they've kind of developed more of a bluesy, um, hard rock sound than metal. Um, uh, let's take a listen to Cast the First Stone, the first single off of No Cross, No Crown. So I really like their kind of combination of like 
blues style riffs with heavier music. Um, I was going to say, I'm not sure I heard the blues in that. Do you have another? Um, is there a second sample? Yeah, Little Man. I'm not sure how bluesy this one is, but let's take a listen. Absolutely more bluesy. Yep. Uh, the first Stone still had that like blues style lead guitar is what I was referring to, but that obviously is a better example of that gotcha. whole, uh, uh, integration of, of different music genres. Yeah, that's really fascinating. Yeah. Uh, I would definitely... Uh, I, I was never huge into Curzon Conformity. I've heard songs along the way and bought my head to it and stuff. I actually got into them more when... Uh, Pepper Keenan left the band to um, record with Down because I got into Down because the lead singer of Pantera went into Down and it's a whole thing. But um, but yeah, uh, I definitely dug this album. It's 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 different. It's definitely different, especially for there's a ton of like the metal you were talking about before with like of mice and men and stuff like that out there. Um, yeah, and I feel like reaching back to um older music styles kind of somehow freshens up that scene the heavy music scene as well yeah definitely same as uh the swords doing with deadly nightshade hmm. interesting yeah and for a whole nother uh genre of metal um next up we have <laughs> hamford uh with I have no idea how to say that this Tamsin's Lakeum. Yeah. You want to try that better? Nope. No? Nope. I think you get it. Nailed it. Oh, yeah. Let's see what it means. It means. Well, I don't know what I expected. It's just. What is this? Norwegian? Um, I'm actually looking that up. I forget. I believe they are, though. Torshaven. That sounds... I'm afraid to commit. Torshaven. What? Capital the largest... Yeah, what? Where's it's that from? in the southern part of the east coast of Stramoy. Where's that? What, is, what does this mean? Oh, it's Iceland. Ah, yes, that's right. That's right. Iceland. Um, Dang. Yeah, Dang. these these words. Uh, so there's no English speaking in this album. The um, song we're about to hear is possibly called Han Sindrast. Um, so let's take a listen. Thank you. 
So wait, yeah. I feel the need to clarify something. The Faroe Islands are part of the Kingdom of Denmark. Oh. It's an autonomous country, just like Greenland, but not like Iceland, which is not within the Kingdom of Denmark. <clears throat> All right, oh. now moving on. Um. So yeah, uh, very heavy, but they also have uh, kind of uh, some of the songs have like a long, um, doomy like dread to them. So it's not always heavy like that, but um, the majority of the vocals are going to be uh, that growl style. Um, I have one other sample here. It's, it's oh, fuck. It's, it's this vendor Melder. <laughs> Bring it on. So yeah, um, yeah. Like I said, very like slow, kind of doomy, dread-filled kind of um, throbbing guitars. Yeah, um, and I love the album art. Um, it is pretty crazy. It's like a little has... girl holding up like a weird, somehow even more creepy skull. Nope, nope, nope. That's the cover to Corrosion of Conformity. Oh man, I'm one behind. Um, as far as album art, Hamford's album art has like a, a take on the fallen angel. Um, oh yes, this one. Oh, this is creepy. Yeah, it's like I don't even know how you describe. Yeah, like there's like a there's like a figure that's falling coming through out of the sky with like maybe wings coming up from it, and then like there's also a um, bisecting shadow. And there's spikes coming out. It's just, it's weird, but it's really it's, cool. It's very metal. Yeah. Yeah. But also like kind of. But also like classical and yeah, cool. Old, and, the painting, yeah. Old painting style and stuff like that. I really it looks like Looks like it. something etched on the wall of a cave. Yes, absolutely. Um, but yeah. Uh, fuck. I would love to fucking hang out in a cave and listen to Hamford. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> that would be neat and very primal and also scary. Yes. Um, but to get away from some weird Norwegian isle, island, let us go to California. If it makes you feel better, there is a The Sound of Independent Faroese Music album on Tidal and presumably elsewhere. That's like a compilation of a bunch of these similar people that includes Hanford as well. Hmm. Uh, so a lot of people from that region are doing doomy I I don't know if it's all doomy. It doesn't. I, I don't have a genre. But G Festival 2015 and Tootle presents. So I guess it would make sense if it was like, if it's going to be a festival, it's probably a bunch of different genres musically. Well, I was going to say, well, I guess either that or the opposite. It's like a festival of all the same kind of genre. I feel like other than America, a lot of um, European and and other music festivals can be like just a. Huge blend Cross of genre. Of music, yeah. That makes sense. But um, to get back to California, let's check out Starcrawler. Yes. And this is Full of Pride off Starcrawler's self-titled album. Full of pride, your way up high. 
that's a song that is a song um i thought this was a fun uh indie rock um yeah female fronted group they have um i had some notes on them but apparently they didn't get saved so that really sucks um it does suck because this was a while ago now yeah um so instead let's listen to another song this is love's gone again perfect So yeah, uh, obviously there's like some Joan Jet maybe inspiration and other other classic rock uh, stuff like that. But I also hear a little bit of like maybe like '90s alternative, uh, like uh, Belly or um, Imperial Teen or something like that mixed in as well. Um, in an age dominated by sleek digital sounds, Starcrawler are 20 nothings playing niche old music loud and outrageously. They live and die by a feral din filched from antecedents like the Stooges and Nirvana. Uh, Starcrawler's music sulks, rants, and poses fetchingly. I don't hear any Stooges or Nirvana in here, but. I nope, guess, me I neither. Guess you could say that. This is in the Guardian's thing about people that periodically come along to save rock and roll. It's a very Guardian article. Yes. That sounds. That sounds. Yeah, it's, right. it's almost worth searching just for the guardianness of it. It's great. Um. Okay, sorry. Go on. All right. So let's talk about Zylurius White. Zylurus. Zylurus. I was Xylophone hoping you would White. be able to tell me Zylurus White. Zylurus. Nope. Um. Gosh, I don't know how to pronounce it, and I don't get the album art at all, but this is a fun album. XY Loris White is a musical collaboration established in 2013 involving Greek singer and Leotu player George Zyloris and Australian drummer Jim White. Yes. Uh, a logical name. You should play a sample while I look up what, the, what in the world the album art means. Alrighty. This is Only Love off of... Zylorus's white album, Mother. It's so fun and weird. So the duo's music has been described as combining free jazz, avant rock, and ages old Greek folk traditions. I definitely hear the Greek. In oh here. yeah, uh, I did a. There, we did. There a, was a fun quest for me to figure out what language they were speaking in before I look it up, and I did not succeed. We took a trip to Greece a couple of years ago, and uh, I, this totally reminds me of one of the dinners we stayed at, where. Um, there was a dude with a fucking squeeze box and he was singing his fucking heart out and playing that thing and <laughs> jumping around and it was so great. 
It sounds wonderful. Yeah. And the, the uh, yeah, they both look like old, somewhat cantankerous men in all the photos I've seen of them. Mm-hmm. The Cretan loot. What a what an interesting two words. What? Um, oh, like yeah. a, a loot from Crete? From the country of Crete or the island of Crete. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, definitely interesting, interesting album. Um, again, not exactly my style, but it's uh, worth checking it out was, if you want to check something to, completely it, different. It feels like there's this, this kind of like the um, the banjo album mentioned earlier. It feels like there will be a time in my life where all of a sudden I'm like, I've got this. I've got the soundtrack. <laughs> and then I will be the hero. Uh, Nate liked Greek folk free jazz before it was cool. <laughs> no that's not what i meant (laughs) all right so moving right along um we are do you want to talk about above and beyond yeah let's talk about this album do you like above and beyond Eh, all right all right i used to really like above and beyond um was part of my first connection with electronic music was discovering their remixes for who knows what all right, let's, um, let's hear uh, Is It Love of Above and Beyond's new album, Common Ground. Cool. So one of the very few live shows I've ever seen is them. I've seen them twice, actually. One at an intimate concert hall venue in Seattle, and two, the second time was at the Gorge when they were playing, they were headlining the first Paradiso Festival. For those who don't know, the Gorge is a um, music venue in George, Washington, and uh, it's uh, this beautiful fucking venue that's overlooking this huge uh, gorge. It's like this awesome landscape. And I've been there a few times, and somehow for an outdoor arena, they still have the sound is like amazingly good. Like the acoustics, yeah, I don't know how, how but yeah, there. yeah, um, it's, it's kind of like Washington's Red Rocks, I would say. Yes, except it feel, to me, it feels much more intimate in that nature way because it's a huge open scene instead of kind of a narrow canyon that looks down into the city. Yeah, this is almost the opposite of that. Yeah, you totally feel like you could see for just miles and miles. It's yeah, like, it's like it's kind of like a smaller Grand Canyon. I was gonna vibe. say it's like a shallow Grand Canyon. Yeah, and you're like the big festival stage is always like on a hill that leads down into a vista that overlooks it. And this one was at like sunset, which is just mm-hmm. everything is perfect. But they have a really cool live show and thing where they do a lot of like signs to the audience and like there's a very strong theme. I think a lot of electronic music has this in general, especially with the festival culture. But they're I feel like they might have been one of the big leads in this, the kind of like themes of togetherness and like everyone being one. And um, I think a lot of their albums have kind of centered, I mean, common ground, I think kind of clear what that's referencing in this year in particular. Group Therapy was their last uh, big solo album that had some really cool stuff on it as well. They have a few vocalists that they stick with. Zoe Johnston, Richard Bedford, and Justine Suisa. 
Speaking of Richard Bedford, I actually have another sample of a song he is featured on. However, is it Northern Soul? Oh, yeah. However, that's what, what I was going to ask you, if it was Northern Sound or Northern Soul or something else. Because for some reason, I put Northern Sold with a U. S-O-U-L-D. Well, that's interesting. So here is Northern Sold from Above and Beyond. <laughs> So he's noteworthy for being a male vocalist in the trance community, which is pretty rare. Yeah, he is all over this album. Yes. Justine Suisa was the lady with whom they did Ocean Lab, which I actually like much more than Above and Beyond now. Just like calm, very chill. Like, In fact, yeah, definite recommendations to Siren. Sirens of the Sea is a really cool album that's by them, but under the name Ocean Lab. Uh, and it's all just her singing these very like Balearic, blissed out kind of trance songs, whereas these ones are obviously more like dance floor focused. Um, yeah, this album's cool. I didn't really, I've kind of passed along from trance music just because I don't, I'm not really a club person. I'm more of like a chill, uh, yeah, more into house music, really. Um, but yeah, I think this is, it's a good, strong album by them. Yeah. I liked, what did you think of few, it? I liked quite a few songs on there. Uh, uh, Mostly, is it love and Northern Soul? Um, yeah, some songs I didn't really care for, but I would really need to be in the right mood to listen to something like this. I yeah, am not definitely. generally a positive music person. Um, I like <laughs> I don't know something about art. I like That's like great. damaged art. I like the 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 struggling artist. Um, yeah, this is very much get up and move your hands kind of. Yeah, and a lot yeah. of a lot of like. Although I do, it's not like I don't like uplifting things, um, a lot of it seems like kind of s- self-help booky to me, which is another thing that I don't. Yeah, that's interesting. to at all. Um, so yeah, so on uh, more of a my style uh, thing. Uh, yes, another album that's... I'm super excited about. This is possibly my um, favorite album of January. Uh, Machine Head put out a new album, Catharsis. Uh, and it is angry as fuck. Let's take a listen to Volatile. Yep, this one is too much for me. Yeah? Yep. I fucking love it. The, he fucking... Uh, uh, the lead singer, Flynn, or Rob Flynn, um, is very outspoken against, like, fucking racism, guns, uh, sexism, like, a lot of things that align with my political beliefs and things like that. Um, and he has a way of... Uh, conveying that obviously like he uses his anger to his advantage and i really like that um so 
Machine Head. I've been I haven't been a fan of Machine Heads for long. I didn't like their older stuff, but as after I became a fan of them, I went back to it and liked some of it. I really got into them in 2007. They put out The Blackening, um, which is a fucking awesome album and it's <laughs> one of my favorite uh, metal albums. Uh, you don't like that word, The Blackening? It's just funny. Um, but uh, the opening track, the one we just heard, Volatile, is um, says here, I forget what article this is from, but... It's about as angry as you'll ever hear Rob Flynn on a song, beginning with a cry of fuck the world. Flynn tackles some key moments of 2017 with lyrics like sick of the races, sick of the NRA trying to scare me. And it says the lyrics were written on the same day as Charlottesville. Flynn reveals, we watched the video of Heather Heyer getting run over and killed. And I was just like, the fuck is going on, man? You just got a snapshot of me pissed off and raw anger and frustration and confusion. White supremacists are marching every two weeks in the U.S. now, and it's pretty fucking insane. Um, yeah, I totally agree with that. Yep. That um, checks there's, out. There's another very interesting song on here. Um, bastards. Um, and that is an interview with Loudwire. Flynn speaks about two, uh, two new songs in particular, one being a folky protest anthem called bastards the track tells a story of a man sitting down with his sons, explaining to them why sometimes the bad guys win. Turns out Bastards is based on real conversations Flynn had with his kids the day after Donald Trump won the 2016 presidential election. It was a really difficult conversation and a complicated conversation, Flynn says. Music is often just a snapshot of where their head is at the moment. That moment may not be the same 10 years from now, or it might be the same 10 years from now, but that's where my head was, and we just rolled with it. Um, So this song is really interesting because it's one of the more quiet things I've heard out of machine head. They do have, uh, more melodic songs, obviously, but, um, it starts almost like a fucking country ballad, if not for the more, um, punk style guitar, uh, riff that it turns into. But the section I have here is once the song actually kicks in. So less of that, but this is bastards from machine heads, new album catharsis. That song is so there's a lot inspiring to me like, yeah dude there's a lot yeah he's got a lot to say and fucking yeah absolutely he shouts it from the fucking yes. <laughs> from the rooftops yes uh but it, it's actually like it's a really fucking neatly structured song it begins very slow it goes into that heavy it gets even heavier than that and then it goes back to like a very slow kind of like uh, peaceful exit and it's a it's like an uplifting message too about like this guy raising his, his sons to like not uh, to not be violent in their rebellion but like to still rebel you know like one totally the, um what is the the lyric it's like um be something be strange don't let their fears make you afraid. And it's like, I, I really like that idea of raising children for some reason. Yeah, absolutely. 
I agree. I agree totally. So because I liked this album so much, there's one more track I put on here that's a little bit, that's way less uh, um, politically charged. This is just, um, for some reason, this chorus has been stuck in my head constantly, and I can't get it out, so I figured I'd do it to you guys too. Um, so yeah, uh, obviously that is a little, that song is kaleidoscope by the way. And that's a little bit how I feel about music as well. So I don't know. This album is just very me. Um, yeah, dude. So I'm a, that's uh, cool. I'm happy that machine head are still doing things. I like, I wasn't like, I checked out their albums since the blackening, but nothing since has spoken to me this much. So definitely a big fan. All right. And it is really cool that it's like about raising kids and stuff. It's yeah. I mean, that's, uh, it seems like I I really like his songwriting and it seems like he has the ability to just there on the spot, have an idea and write a song. Um, I think that that kind of leads like that idea of Trump is elected. I have to have a conversation with my sons and I'm going to write a song about it. But yeah, of course, Rob Flynn, writes a writes a song about talking to his sons and calls it bastards and fucking uses like <laughs> you know not like what you would expect if you were li- listening to like a top 40 song to your sons <laughs> or something like that yes so next up we have something fun this is something i came across i've never heard of elohim before other than from the talus principle um Elohim what? is what a Hebrew word for God. Yeah, and oh, the Talos yes. principle. Like, were they in the soundtrack? No, the Talos principle was uh, the the God computer was named Elohim. Yes, I learned this from a much more pretentious game. So good job! But this is a single by Elohim. This is "Fuck Your Money." Uh, this is "Fuck Your Money." Wake up and realize if you're treating right, you'll be flying. Wings hold your power, and now you are free. I got love instead of money. I got love instead of money. I got love instead of I just love that bouncy fucking chorus thing there. It's it is really cheerful in the same way that um, what's that fuck you song? Um, you know what I'm talking about? Um, it's not CeeLo Green. It's Lily Allen. Oh yes, it, yeah. It kind of reminds me of that, like the yeah, absolutely. It's got like a, a almost like a show tune bounce to it or something like that. I don't yeah. Know. But totally. It's a, it's a, I think it's a good, fun electro pop song. Um, yeah. So totally. Check that out. 
Again, all these songs I will upload to a playlist for y'all to check out on Spotify, Apple Music, and SoundCloud. Um, I don't think I'll be doing Google Music unless Nate wants to do it. I mean, I will if I hear any requests for it. But I'm, still, I'm still mad at Google I'm, Music for not taking our podcast. Yeah, that's a bummer. Eh, we Google can do. Podcasts, yeah. So next up, we have Nils from. Yeah, so this is a thing, isn't it? Yes. Uh, so this is a, a modern classical album. Yeah. That is beautiful, very quiet, reserved. Um, Nils from is from what? Germany, I think. Uh, let me check. Not sure where he's from. What I found out about this was this album was the outcome of him building his dream studio. Oh, that checks out. Um, that sounds awesome. The cover of the that's album probably what the cover. Yeah, him in his in his studio. It definitely looks like a dream studio. Um, it's totally something. That studio engineering is something I find insanely interesting. And um, uh, Foo Fighters, Dave Grohl actually put out a documentary a couple of years ago, maybe one year ago, um, where he like toured to all these. He went to all these different cities and all these different studios and recorded a song in each one and made an album out of that. And like some of those studio geeks, like I, re- I forget who it was, but it was either in like Michigan or Detroit or something like that. And they built the studio out of brick, but then like what they did is right at the base of each wall, they left like a quarter inch to half inch gap to let the air breathe in between all the rooms or something like that. Like Interesting. The length some people, studio engineers will go to, to get like the sound they're looking for is insane. That's uh, really fascinating. Yeah. I would be. I mean, it all does make a tiny little difference. I would be very interested to uh, hear what Nils Fromm's dream studio went into, what went into that and whatnot. But let's oh, gosh, check yeah. out uh, All Melody off of All Melody. really tough um with like oh obviously every album that we're showcasing here but like this these songs are off are often very long and like drawn out and have different movements so it's hard to yeah. like get a good piece of it and everything like that to really get an idea because that that part just sounds sort of sounds like that same kind of like space electro ftl style but this is not that at all no yeah but it can be at times. Yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah. I have one other sample. Hopefully I have some more interesting stuff on it. This is Sunsan. Sun 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 S U N S O N. Two different suns together. Sun-son.
even when this album is um quote unquote boring, there's always something interesting going along. Look at that less less little part of the clip. There's like even though it's just a bouncy little melody, there's there's these little samples kind of racing back and forth underneath. Yeah, and that kind of morphs into like a, almost like a tubular bell thing later on in the song. Like there's yeah. like elements of orchestral music in throughout this as well, which is very interesting. Um, it's just there's a, a choir somewhere in here. It's it's yeah. a very very good album. album. Um, yeah, uh, it's it's tough to say. Like some of this music, obviously, like. Um, what was it? Star Crusher or Star Crawler? Um, yeah, I would be in a different mood to listen to that than to Nils From, but yeah, oh, definitely. But like a a late night fucking, I don't know. I I hate saying like while you're doing something, but it is background or it can be. It's like intelligent background music, right? Yeah, it, this yeah, this album kind of almost begs to be paid attention to. I feel like though, so it's true. It's good if you listen to it in the background and you kind of like really grow to enjoy it. And then you go back and you've, you've developed this kind of relationship with it. And then you can go back and really start paying attention to it. Which is how I think I work with ambient music a lot. Yeah. Or some odd middle ground where you listen to it straight once you give it your attention and then you do things to it. And then you come back and you sort of see things that you've missed. Yeah. So next up here, we got five more albums to get through. And then we'll let you guys get back to your day. <laughs> yes. Um, so this is Mike Shinoda. Um, Mike Shinoda from Lincoln Park. Um, he released a very interesting EP called Post Traumatic. Um, obviously, after the death of the other singer of Lincoln Park, who unfortunately his name escapes me. Oh, that's rough. Here's yep. the thing, though. I've never been a fan of Linkin Park. Um, I have always liked Mike Shinoda's solo Chester stuff. Chester Bennington. Yes, Chester Bennington. Um, but I have always liked Mike Shinoda's solo stuff. Um, he did uh, his Fort Minor, um, more rap-focused stuff. Um, and he did some work with Jay-Z with that. And But yeah, this is over again, obviously, um, very... Um, uh, personal feelings about the loss of his friend and bandmate that he was working through when putting this together. This is over again. It was a month since he passed, maybe less, and no one knew what to do. We were such a mess. We were texting, we were calling, we were checking in. We said we ought to play a show in honor of our friend. Well, now that show's finally here. It's tonight, supposed to go to the bowl. Get on stage, dim the lights with our friends and our family in his name. Celebrate, there's no way that I'll be ready to get back up on that stage. Can't remember if I canceled any show, but I think about what I'm supposed I would definitely recommend checking out this uh, EP. It's... Uh, very open and honest about loss of a friend and uh sad yeah and in this uh genre of music you don't hear that kind of focus a lot either so definitely interesting yeah all right so next up i have evidence 
Um, Evidence is a rapper from uh, known from the group Dilated Peoples. Fuck, I got into Dilated Peoples a long goddamn time ago. Um, I still had a paper route, so that's how long ago. <laughs> um, my sister had a CD called The World Famous Beat Junkies Volume 1, I think it was. Maybe it was Volume 3. But either way, uh, Dilated Peoples had a song on here. And uh, I have listened to Dilated People's stuff on and off since then. Um, they have a lot of good albums, so that's definitely worth checking out. But I'm super impressed with Evidence's solo album as well. Um, here is 10,000 Hours. It's time for me to make my impression. I was guarded as an artist from the first day I started. I lowered my voice deep and tried to rap hardest. <laughs> Thinking back, I wasn't letting them in. Even when they knocking at the door and telling me to win, I felt like losing. Like, how could I be worthy? My friends did it big and my friends did it early. Met a lot of people I admired, inspired by their talent. I'd look the other way if they was criminal or violent. Mike Stan Booth in an ASR. Pantyhose from my mother clothes and I lay a bar. Lay them all together, then I make a song. Yeah, it's like really cool, chill. I had a coworker that used to listen to stuff like this all work day, and at first it drove me nuts, and then I really grew to like it a lot. Yeah. Um, Evidence uh, has a very like positive um, uh, outlook on life, and, and it comes through in his music and stuff like that. Not a, He's not one to rap about things he has and stuff like that, more about like just the love of rap music and the talent in, in, involved with it and appreciating that. Um, totally. Uh, so I have one other simple from that. It's throw it all away. I got some money. I'ma blow it all today. They say Michael, don't throw it all away. And my reply was, there's more on the way. When I said it, I was walking in the rain. I did a show in Chicago on the first. Now I'm back in L.A. like Chicago in first. No son, but I fathered this verse. It's all I'm probably worth. I'm from sunny CA to rain on all of this earth. Rainy terrain. Receive the God sent messages. We know the answer, but dance around what the question is. I really like how his like songs are really lyrics forward. And like, I don't know. It's just like, it's a cool balance of beats to words in my mind. Absolutely. It totally reminds me. I used to hang out with uh, a lot of people who would freestyle rap. Yeah. And it totally reminds me of those like, late night fucking sessions where there's a beat playing and fucking uh just people come out with these awesome flows and stuff like that like totally it's very approachable and it's just friendly it sounds style like of rap. it sounds like kind of like adult swim title card music a little bit yeah. or something that would be friendly to their I aesthetic i could hear that all right and now we have laser punk uh laser punk came out late in january i almost missed it but the coolest cover art of the month i think that is pretty cool it's like a skull looking at a girl yeah but kind of like painterly but also like beautiful aquamarine yeah, it's just it's cool yeah um so yeah uh let's check out ego death the opening track mm-hmm. off of death and glory <laughs>
So clearly, uh, synthwave going on there, but there's definitely most definitely dubstep uh, style. I don't even know if it's dubstep anymore, really, but that kind of like super distorted. Um, I don't even want to say melody, but I guess melody. <laughs> yeah, he. It sounds like so. It sounds like Ego Death in particular was from like he got in a motorbike accident during the recording of this that was pretty bad and it kind of sounds like he was in a rivalry of some kind with chaotic oh i think and the ego death kind of represents his being brought to rock bottom uh what did he say the crash was the exclamation mark at the end of a sentence that was written for me long ago since then i went even lower and i think i hit rock bottom last winter i was really so low there was only one level lower than that and that's not something you can come back from i wrote ego death during this time but in the end, I've decided not to give up to do one final push, and that's death and glory. Hmm. Um, yeah, it kind of sounded like he was in a rival with with chaotic, and I think ego death partly plays into that too, like deciding to not be dickish rivals with each other. I'm <clears throat> kind of uh, unfamiliar with chaotic. I am also. I believe they're both from Hungary, where he is from. Hmm. It's kind of a Interesting. yeah Hungarian synthwave. Yes. Um, so I have one more track from that. This is Digital Demon featuring Daniel Deluxe. That's a lot of Ds. That is. All right. Here's Digital Demon featuring Daniel Deluxe <laughs> off Death and Glory. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. It's very synth wavy, except more, I don't know, it's good. Yeah. Uh, I like synth wavism, but you know what I mean? I, I don't think I, there was a song on that album that I disliked. Um, yeah. I pretty much ate it up. Um, They're big and loud. Yeah, it totally is. In the best way. Um, Let's so yeah. talk about Kaukolampi. Yes. Uh, this is an album I fucking really like. Yeah, this is cool. Um, finish right. Well, here's the thing. Remember when I said that I thought I had stuff on a few of these people? Yeah, apparently that happened a lot. Well, let's I talk about where I saved all this stuff on Kalkalampi. But I know he. I'm not sure if he's finished, but I know he's from somewhere. That's and true. I know he has done some soundtracks and stuff. <laughs> Fuck. Well, that checks out. Um, why don't you try sparked. to pull some stuff up while I have a listen to Three Legged Giant Centipede? Yeah, well, he's certainly on a Finnish label off of uh Kalkalampi's new album One. So this album art gets the most horrifying of the month. I feel it's like some it's like a, a 
exposure of someone shaking their head i don't even know what it is it's terrifying it reminds me of the old uh like pinhole cameras that we made in camera class yeah in high school. but like somebody moved their head a few times while that was happening totally uh, it wasn't disturbing to me it's, i found it upsetting to look at it's scary this album's very like dark and cool and it feels almost modern classical in a way too, where it's got like movements and sweets. Yes, um, absolutely. But much more towards like ambient techno or drone. It's, it's very interesting. I have no idea how to describe this besides just listening to it. So I did find a little something I had here. Um, Kalkalampi, his name is Timo Kalkalampi. Kalk um and he's the former kxp frontman or not former but he also is in a group kxp that i'm not familiar with but he said about this album i wanted to break all structure to see if all form can be destroyed a desire to deconstruct convention is not a new thing for kalkalampi given that the finnish band has been blurring the lines between techno kraut rock space rock and experimental electronica for the last decade and forging an idiosyncratic and unique sound truly their own while KXP remains a strong and evolving force, Kalkalampi has created an outlet for something new in his solo endeavors. I wanted to make music that has more space in it than I usually do, that captures this lonely, lonely sense of emptiness, of euphoria, and beauty, a deep sadness. It's a conversation between good and evil, beauty and brutality, and it's most definitely my inner dream. Yeah, it does feel like like the frontman of a band broke away and like got to make the thing that's been kind of mixing around in his head for a while. Yes. Um, and I, I really, really like it. Um, like you said, there's different movements to the songs. Um, it's like, a, as you said about something else, like even when it's boring, there's something to listen to. I don't think this yeah. album is ever boring because the sounds that he makes um, have like a, a motion to them that, I'm, that a lot of electronic musicians I don't feel like do um yeah you can tell he's done work with like soundtracks and things like that in the past um yeah but yeah i really really like it's great album. highly recommended yeah um one more track from one is epiphyte i don't know e-p-i-p-h-y-t-e play it epiphyte requiem for mika isn't this a yeah it's a plant that grows on another plant but it's not parasitic uh-huh. all right I don't know something about his music it seems very deliberate and dramatic to me um, yeah it's, it's very like good the good side of ambient music yeah it's not fun nope but it's very but good. it's intriguing yes all right um and i guess this is going to be our final album released from january here is unless you have something else this is tribulation uh tri- tribulation put out their new album down below and here is the track nightbound from it 
So Tribulation is a Swedish um, black metal band, complete with corpse paint and all. Um, of course. But this album, I guess it would be death metal, but this album um, has such like a progressive feel to it with like elements of classic rock. And um, I don't know. I just really, really, really like this album. It's got such a good feel to it. And like, I never find the death metal vocals annoying. They like complement the sound so well. Um, I'm not sure if I enjoy the lyrics or if I care about them, but I, <laughs> I like the vocals, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, totally. But I feel like this album has such a, 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 a specific feel and vibe to it. Um, it's like very, I don't I can't think of a word that won't sound dumb, but like kind of brooding <laughs> and no. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, like, focus on, on the dark because it's a fucking death metal album and whatnot. But I don't know. At the same time, it just feels cool. Like, it's definitely like a death metal show that I would want to see. Um, almost seems like there's like a theme to the album going through it. But I don't know. Uh, we have one other song here from Tribulation, and this is Subterranea. So yeah, this really, is yeah. I like the guitar work on this album a lot. Absolutely, um, and the drums as well. Uh, I feel like it's the most approachable death metal album I've ever heard. Like, as I don't share metal with a lot of people, other than you find listeners, um, <laughs> I feel like I would I would share this with a lot of people, and they whether it's not their style or not, they could they could at least understand what they're doing. Um, yeah, this is their fourth album, I believe. This is the first album I've ever heard, but I definitely want to go back and see where this came from because um, from everything I'm reading about it, it seems like they've kind of... They they were more of a straightforward death metal band that kind of progressed or evolved their sound into this more progressive feel. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, the growling is still beyond me, but <clears throat> you'll get there. I mean, I don't know. You don't, you might not ever get there, but if you like that, like this is definitely something new and fresh for you. If you don't totally. like it, like I feel like at least you can understand his vocals. Yeah, so, exactly. That's a good way to put it. So that's a plus. So yeah, totally. So that is about all I have for new releases for January. It's been a blast listening to them and checking them out with you, Nate. You too, man. I like this. This is good. Again, remember to check us out at brokendialradio.com. We have lots of fun stuff planned. We're going to do that um, uh, Norwood Suite video game review. and Yeah, that'll be interesting. Kind of, and then February. Uh, we'll do the February songs. And going forward, I don't know if this is still going to be the format. I don't know if we're just going to like get as much new music as we can kind of to recommend i, I definitely want to do a bunch of older music i want to talk about as well so yeah i'm not we'll sure just... where we'll fit that but yes well 
I don't think that we always need to do a monthly release is what I'm thinking. But obviously we could talk about this off the podcast, but I want so people know what to look forward to. We don't know what to Definitely. look forward to yet. We might just <laughs> decide to just record an episode and talk about music soon. Um, but yeah, we're working on a bunch of stuff. Sorry about the delay between podcasts, but we'll get more stuff up. And like I said, check us out on brokendialradio.com. Email us at brokendial at gmail.com and check out the playlist on Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud, and maybe, oh, and YouTube. I'm going to throw a bunch of oh, cool. Um, uh, music videos on youtube as well i have a bunch started i'll get that up soon and i also have a possibility of a new video feature that um i'll get details on soon sounds great man thanks for listening to broken dial radio yes i need a sign off what's gonna be my sign off nate um i was gonna say see you next time but that's not very original no that's not a good one um Mm. So, uh, don't touch that dial. (laughs) Oh, nice. That's good. That's, that's That's already at the end of the theme song though. So yes, it's true. Hang around to the end of the theme song and that happens. Enjoy our catchphrase. Bye. Broken dial radio.